Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is this silly little habit that you wish that you could break? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey girl. So Chrissy Teigen has a, a little habit that she's been trying to break. And I saw this headline and I was like, I got to read this because I have the exact same habit. Okay. It does not seem like a big deal, right? Because yeah. it's not like super risky. It's not like I'm going to die from this. Um, it's having a sandwich before bedtime. Sandwich before bedtime. Tell me more. Okay. So, uh, and by the way, if you've got a silly little habit that you want to break, 651-641-1071. Okay. So this is what Chrissy Teigen said. And then I'll tell you about my routine because I know that that'll be fascinating for you. Um, but Chrissy Teigen revealed on Twitter uh, this month, she said, I cannot sleep without my pre-bed sandwich. Uh, she says, it's a ham and cheese with Velveeta singles and ham and mayonnaise. Yum. This is what was, uh, this is in an interview with People Magazine. They asked her about that bedtime sandwich yeah. and that she's explained it and then she said butter is crucial on both sides of the bread just to bring it all together butter is crucial with mayonnaise listen oh it's chrissy teigen she okay. does things it's, she does what she wants yeah it's her her sammy eat it up girl um she says uh that her that john legend her partner is the one who makes this little bedtime sandwich for her yeah. she says he slices it diagonally which incidentally in my humble opinion, is the only and best way to slice a sandwich. Uh, and then puts it next to the bed. And she said, I eat half of it before I fall asleep. Then I wake up around 3 a.m. and I eat the other half. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Isn't that adorable? Uh, and then she said that she has been trying to break this habit. She told John, she said, do not under any circumstance make me a bedtime sandwich, no matter how hard I asked. And guess what? He made it. And she's, that's her thing now. She just, that's her habit. She has a little bedtime sandwich. Okay, so you make a sandwich. Do you eat half and then wake up in the middle of the night and eat the other half? I don't half? do that part. I just have like a little like 30 minutes probably before bedtime, like as we're starting our last streamed uh, TV show. Snack. Uh, I'm like, I need a little snack. And I go into the kitchen kind of aimlessly thinking, what can I have for a snack that'll be quick and easy? And a sandwich just kind of hits on all cylinders. Why do you think you shouldn't do it, though? I feel like you're not supposed to eat that close to bedtime. Yeah. I mean, there are worse things you could do, though. It's right? probably murdering Drink, my metabolism. Drugs. I mean, murder might be a strong word. I mean, trust me. I always have a bedtime some... snack, whether it's, you know, like a little uh, peanut butter toast or a protein shake or a something. A full dumb. turkey sandwich, though. Like, no, I, I could probably go a little smaller. Yeah. 
In any case, I'm trying to break the sandwich, the bedtime sandwich habit. 651-641-1071. What's your little habit that you're trying to break, Bradley? Um, I don't really have habits that are bad. I mean, all of my habits are good. Holly. No, I um, Can you buzz him, please? I have many, many habits. <laughs> Most of them are. Let's give you one of those. There you go. If I were going to try to break any habit, any habit, I would say um, playing games on my phone before I go to bed because then I just end up staying up at least a half hour later than I need to. See, that's a good one though because that is a tiny habit, but it does get in the way of your daily life. Yeah, like that is a habit that I bet a lot of people could stand to break. Holly, do you have a habit that you'd like to break? Yeah. What is it? It's not cleaning out my Tupperware in an appropriate timeline. Oh. Yeah, Do you want to know the key? It gets all, yeah, and then I just end up throwing it away, oh, and then God. I feel shame because I'm destroying Garbage the island. planet. So are you saying, like, let's, I'm just going to paint a picture. You tell me if we're spot on here. Yeah. You bring food to work in Tupperware. Yeah. Yep. Then you bring it home, mm-hmm. and then it sits. Yep. Or you leave it in your car. Yep. Okay, well, I used to do this too. Do you know what the key is? What's the key? The key is to put it right away in the sink and fill it with water. Oh, and then just soak That's what it. I do every night when I get home. Immediately, no matter what else I do, the first thing I do is take my lunch things out of the lunch bag and fill them with water because otherwise, like you, I will let them rot. Oh, okay, so, so what I'm shame. hearing, what I'm hearing though is in order to break one habit, you have to establish yeah. a new habit. And I've been trying to rinse out my Tupperware in the sink here at work immediately after I eat. So then I don't even have to think about it That's at true. home. I just get ahead of the game. That's what you're trying to do. And I didn't do that today. Okay, well, guess what? In the next break, we'll push, you, we'll push you to the sink. Let's go to Laura. Hi, Laura. Hey. Laura, what's the tiny little habit that you're just trying to break? So this is actually not my habit, but my daughter's habit, my six-year-old. She has this thing called um, a habit cough, or more formally, a, a psychogenic cough. Yeah. And it's just one... <laughs> But she does it constantly. It's just, <laughs> and like, there's no reason for it. And like, the doctor said she just does it. She doesn't do it at, at night when she's sleeping. And it just, it's poor kid, but gosh, it's annoying. And I would really like for her to break. Her have, does, to is she, how old is she? Six. And is she aware that she does it? Oh, yeah. She's like, oh, I keep doing my habit cough. Mom. Oh, or my psychogenic cough. Mom. Oh, wow, I love that she knows to call that. Six-year-old has yeah. a big vocabulary. She I needs know. to talk to She's Donnie. Because I think Donnie has one of those coughs, yeah. too, here at the station. I hope he uses his cough button. When yes, he does. <laughs> he does. Thank you, Laura. Um, yeah, you're right, though. He, I think sometimes you hear those little, like, like... Uh, noise things that people do. Yeah, that's they just drive a me habit. Nuts. My partner does all of them. Wow, this segment just took a turn. Would you like to share? No, I mean it's just things like he he hits um, his teeth and bowls with spoons in a way that drives me. <gasps> okay, up a wall. suddenly this went from our own habits to the habits of others. Yeah, well, does that know, send shivers down your spine? It drives me nuts. And when you point it out, it becomes you know. It's not worth pointing out is right. my point. <laughs> my the husband, minute you point it out, you've crossed the Rubicon. My husband is a, a chronic nail biter. And I mean, like, it's bad. It's a bad situation. And the kids all have paid attention to it and noticed it. And he's, like, ashamed of it. But if I point it out that he's doing it mindlessly, I'm again, to your point, Bradley, you cross the line. Yeah. yeah. You're too far across the line. You're asking for, yeah. 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 Uh, my guy doesn't like to complete... <laughs> The emptying of the groceries. 
Oh, so there's like so, a bag with there's a bag one thing in with it? like one or two things on it that's sitting on the kitchen table. <laughs> like I didn't bother to complete this task, but I'm like, oh, you went to the store today, didn't you? Thank you. Okay. My <laughs> logical next question to you is this, Holly, and I think I do yeah. know the answer to this. Mm-hmm. Um, when that happens, how, do you passive aggressively leave it there? And make mention of it, or do you clean it up yourself, or how do you manage the the problem? I just clean it up myself because Colleen, if I try to be passive aggressive yeah, about it, nothing's ever going to happen. That's it's just the beauty stay. of learning. I mean, Holly, uh, I mentioned earlier that Jamie and I are celebrating ten years. You this weekend are celebrating, if I may share, five years. That is correct. And the thing you learn after a couple years probably is that it's not worth the hassle mm-hmm. of the passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. You just do it mm-hmm. yeah. because the only person that that is going to amuse is you. And by amuse, I mean, drive insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. You're like, you know what? I'm going to live. Although there are days, there are days when you take every opportunity to be a jerk and then you pay for Sometimes it. Sometimes there are months. Then you pay for it, and then um, you celebrate your anniversaries and move on. Mm-hmm. Okay, until it happens. Glad again. we worked that out. <sighs> All right, <laughs> that was fun. That took a nice little turn. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, you know what? It's been a while since we've really focused heavily on the Me Too movement, mm-hmm. but there's been some movement <laughs> in the movement. We're going to tell you about it after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. It's been a little while since we were consistently talking about the Me Too movement, but now there's been some movement in the movement. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hello. Yeah, we need to talk about Jeffrey Rush. This is a name you probably don't remember necessarily as part of the Me Too movement. There were allegations made against Jeffrey Rush. I don't want to talk about the uh, allegations themselves in, uh, other than they are connected to a record $2.9 million, no, $2.9 million defamation payout. Uh, that we learned about today, which is why we're talking about this story. So he now, by the way, holds the record, Jeffrey Rush does, actor, uh, for the largest defamation payout to a single person in Australia. Now, this was after the Daily Telegraph agreed to pay that money on top of an already $850,000 payout for a series of reports that accused him of inappropriate behavior towards a female actor. Now, why do I think this story is worth talking about today? Why do you think this story is worth talking about today, Bradley? Thank you for asking. You're welcome. It's almost like you, you know, we're listening. Mm -hmm. Um, The reason I think it's important to talk about this particular story is because, you know, do you remember when all of these headlines came out like Mm -hmm. so-and-so alleged to have done some nasty stuff? All of these headlines, like man after man, actor after actor, Mm -hmm. high-profile individual after high-profile individual accused. And everybody was like, not everybody. There were some voices who inevitably were like, "Um, it's out of control. At some point, uh, they're going to accuse innocent man and lives will be ruined. That was actually the uh, the lead argument against believing any accusers right well you know how we gotta wait for this to be tried in a court of law because you can't innocent until proven guilty in a court of law and we can't you know what if they're falsely accusing somebody and then it's going to ruin their lives yeah 
Exactly. We talked about that at the time, in fact. And some people might look at this headline and say, see, they overreached. This poor man lost work and he is ruined. Wait a minute. Now he is the uh, recipient of the largest defamation payout to a single person in an entire country, which also happens to be its own continent. Mm -hmm. That ain't nothing. So to me, this story is important to talk about because it says that the system works. And that there is no need to worry about people unnecessarily being targeted, accused, or having their lives taken away. Do those things happen all the time? But insofar as the Me Too movement is concerned, I think this is a good story. I think this is a story that says if, in fact, somebody is unfairly um, held to account, not for the actions themselves, because, again, I don't think we want to get into the specifics. We could. We would just need to then argue a different We'd have to have a different conversation. Yep. The conversation mm-hmm. I'm having is about a media company that went after somebody and publicized stories without doing their homework mm-hmm. or without doing their diligence. Um, now, they would disagree probably, but a court of law has said otherwise. So right. that's why I think, you know, you don't have to worry about was it painful for Jeffrey Rush to deal with? Sure. But at the end of the day, he was compensated uh, for what happened. Right. And I think that's all you can expect. You can't expect that um, everything is perfect at all times, right. especially when it comes to the Me Too movement. But if something does go wrong or if somebody does take a, a step too far in the ca- in this particular case, the telegraph, then the system will is there to correct it. So I, mean, I kind of feel a life like, lesson right there. Right. I just feel like that's kind of a, cause I, I felt like when I first read this, like, Oh, you're going to hear all these people who are like, see, this is just one more example of all these angry ladies ruining men's lives. Jeez. It gave you a hernia. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those people you're have right. hernias, but you're right. That is, there is, that is sort of the, mm, the the more positive way to look at it is see the system works people who if you are wrongfully you know wrongfully displayed in such a light or if the there report, will be a way that it corrects or even if it's just because again i don't know the merits of the actual case because i don't know if this woman's story was right but if the reporting of that if because a lot of people were saying like we're jur- uh, judge before jury right mm-hmm. like the media is playing the role of the jury here you're ruining people's lives before us to your earlier point they ever have their day in court mm-hmm. well if they do they're going to pay for it right. so right. i don't think that's going to encourage any media organization to run with the story you better believe now stories are going to double triple quadruple think check mm-hmm. uh, work on these stories before they publish them because nobody wants to be at the other hand of this, which is exactly why the system is set up the way that it is. So Absolutely. That you can't get away with that. That you- This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You will be held accountable. So, I mean, I don't think well, this is like the grandiose statement, no. but it's a statement, which and, I think is a positive one. And this is a huge, huge, I mean, the reason we're talking about this one is because it's a huge payout, historically huge, but we see this happen all the time, that publications are not allowed to just willy-nilly write whatever they feel like writing. Yeah. Unless um, you're the National Enquirer, like, and then you get, like Us Weekly. And then you get, like, a whole different... I wonder if any... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> It's also let's probably not disprove let's, our be, let's be fair, though, this, you know, it's not apples to apples in this sense here in this country. It is much harder to disprove things in uh, a court when it comes to a famous person allegations against a famous person. The bar is much higher in this country as compared to countries like the United Kingdom and I would assume Australia. But I don't I confess my ignorance in this regard. I don't know the specific libel defamation uh legal framework in uh, Australia, but I would assume it's probably closer to the UK, which tells me it might be that the, that Australia has a lower bar. Meaning if you're a famous person, you don't have to do very much to prove that a publication went beyond the scope of what was reasonable. And, you know, and to the point that the legal system uh, works and, and continues to, to work when it's able to uh, Mario Batali is evidence of that locally. Yeah, so I didn't, I, to be fair, I had forgotten about the crocked pervert. Uh, I bet that if somebody would have said something about Mario Batali, you'd remember. No, no, no. I'm saying I... You weren't like actively wasn't pursuing. wasn't in the back. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. thinking about Mario yeah. Batali recently. So for him to pop out of uh, obscurity um, and now because he's facing criminal charges for an alleged groping, groping that took place just two years ago... And he's scheduled to be arraigned tomorrow in Boston on one count of indecent assault and battery. This is the first time that an actual charge will come against him. And I think this is another delightful outcome in this particular series of events. That is the Me Too movement, where you have a a person beyond just being held accountable in the court of public opinion, being held accountable in a court of law. Yeah, absolutely. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have some celebrities behaving badly. We have a name for those celebrities, and that name is D-Bags. And we're going to tell you who they are after this on My Talk 1071. We've got some celebrities behaving badly that we're just dying to tell you about on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, And we got a name for those celebrities. Dirtbag! Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Because I think the more forcefully you say it, the harder it is to understand that you're saying D-bag. D-bag. Thank you. The next item up for bid, D-bag. My D-bag today is none other than Jessica Alba Balba. Mm. Alba. Uh, why? Why? Because uh, I take a shot at tequila before filming sex scenes. I'm so unprofessional. Mm. <laughs> uh. 
Okay. Can we talk? I wish we could. I am not a prude. But. But. I'm going to say something prudy. I'm going to be a prude. (laughs) Some of my best friends are prudes. (laughs) But that said. um, Actually, no, I should say some of my best friends are gross. And uh, so is Jessica Alba. It's not gross. Here's the thing. So let me give you the context of that statement that she takes a shot at tequila before filming sex scenes because she's, quote, unprofessional. So she was doing an interview and she's talking about, and by the way, the interview is with the Skinny Confidential, him and her podcast. I'm sure it's a great podcast. Many of you probably listen. I don't. So I don't know the context of the kinds of personalities this was happening in, right? Okay. I'm sure it was freewheeling and they're just being Yeah, you know, silly. they're just, you know, they just chat. They it's don't, not like a regular podcast. They're just, they're just chatting. So it's like two friends. Like I just tuned into two friends. <laughs> you can do that Monday through Friday from noon to three. Thank it's you. Colleen and Bradley. We yeah. also podcast at mytalk1071.com. Podcast <laughs> okay. one. Yeah, so basically us. One. She was talking to mm-hmm. us. And she was talking about sex scenes. And she was talking about, oh, this is just weird. Okay, go with me. She was explaining how it's helpful, number one, to be married to someone in the business. Oh, okay. You know, uh, because they understand what it takes to do it. I'm working 16-hour days. It's pretty intense. And oh, gosh. Especially... I, this is not the reason you made her a D-bag, but can I double down on it when you're done? Yeah. Go. The one part of the business I don't fully understand is that there's no way hooking up with someone else is not fun. Right? You know... They're always like, oh, there's so m- Oh, no, actually, this is her husband. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> She's always like, oh, there's so many people around the directors here, but you're, but you're still having fun. So this is her husband saying this, but you're still having fun. That dude's a stud. There's no way you're not going to enjoy hooking up with him. So she's pretending like it's work. He's like, no, it's not. Have fun. And she says um, that she has to take a shot of tequila I'm going to say I'm unprofessional 100% because I feel like really good entertainment people don't have to do that. So she's trying to be self-deprecating by saying in order to do the thing, she's got to get liquored up. And so at the end of the day, it's a very harmless conversation. But I just felt like in this day and age, I don't know that I would be casually talking about how in order to be comfortable doing this, you're just going to do we're just sitting around doing shots of tequila to get comfortable. Like that maybe isn't the message you want to have right now. Well, also, especially since you right? like, first of all, we don't understand this world. No. And that's what I was just going to say is who was that conversation for? Yeah, exactly. Like it, it's for her husband. Yeah. And for her well, it's them having a conversation yeah. with each other. She's saying, which is fine. It's so hard. You don't. It's like work. Okay. You have to do this work. And that makes and her me husband's crazy. Like, no, it's not. It's just a hot dude. Go get it on. And of course, your husband's going to say that. And honestly, like that, whatever that negotiation that we were just privy to has nothing to do with reality. Yeah, that was their relationship playing out on a podcast. Let's call it what it is, because I get real darn irritated with that I, what i want is a celebrity to just be like yeah i get to make out with hot guys other than my spouse that's part of the job but i'm not complaining about it because i that ugh. well unless it is creepy and weird because again i don't know 
what it's right. like. I, I would really like to believe either. that if Chris Evans was shirtless on a bed and asked me to lay on top of him and make out with him, that that would be an incredibly desirable experience. Right. But then you imagine that there's all these other things that are going on. But I don't then, want to imagine that because yeah. I am I am movie viewer. Yeah. I am person who wants to accept all of what I'm watching. So what as you're some saying sort is lie to me. Yeah. Or just, yeah, like who really honestly cares? That is too inside baseball. What, what we just were privy to. Yeah. I don't actually care because all of it is a fantasy anyway for me. So if I, if this, if this conversation is happening for the benefit of people who are listening to this podcast, if the audience just wants to know that their sex scenes are sexy, that's what I want to hear. I don't want that in my mind that it's that this is work for them. Well, also, if a guy here's what I was thinking when I read this. Mm-hmm. If a guy said, I just do a shot of tequila before I get busy with my co-stars, I'd be like, I don't know that that's a good yeah, move. You dude. might not really want that. To right. Be so like, I, I kind of understand what she's trying to do, but I think she's doing it in a way that doesn't speak to the moment. I mean, again, call me a prude, but like in the era of me too, do I really want to be like throwing it out there that we're, you know, throwing down shots before we get, you know, busy. Isn't that interesting? We both found a whole different like yeah. angle to the debaggery in that. That was super debaggy. Job well done. But I uh, thank you, Holly. Also, I also who's just, Cash Warren. That's, that's her, her that's husband. husband. Yeah. No, I mean I know that's her husband, oh. but I'm saying what in the is world. a Cash Warren? Uh, is that what you're wondering? He was a quote unquote producer at one point in time. Okay, Holly. Something tells me that whatever was going on around your quote unquotes, there's a story that I should know. No, okay. it, it means that he really didn't have a job. Okay, all right. He's mostly Jessica Alba's husband. I mean, it's a nice yeah. name, Cash Also, it, it just is D-baggy to start with, like, I mean, it's really just it's good to have a spouse who's in the business. Well, like, that I sounds incredibly uh, D-baggy when somebody... Well, the, at first I was like, why? Because he's getting you jobs? Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we need to understand each other. Like, excuse me, please. There's not much to you. understand. If I were an actor in Hollywood, and trust me, I have been. <laughs> <laughs> in my mind. Um, I don't want... Well, you know, again... I'm, you're going to give me 50 examples of people that do it well, but I would think like the last thing you'd want is somebody who's in the business because you just want to go home and like have your life. Right. right? I would think, but what do I know? Uh, I'm not, well, that's I'm why not, I'm not Jessica Elba with, with my lifestyle <laughs> brand doing shots before I'm sucking some other man's face. No, we're not selling. Also, can we just talk about how weird that is? Well, I've always because, thought it was really weird. Because if I had to go to work and uh, suck another man's face for a job, I'm sorry. As much fun as you might think that would be, I would be having all of these thoughts in my head, most of which would be, I don't know how to feel about well, this. Well, I'm sure that that's kind of partly what happens. Again, I'm just approved. Right? I'm sure that there's a level of that going on. Yeah. Like, also, what if your thing... That- happens i know people say that happens because the guys can't control the but thing would, there's like a mind that of its cheating? own that feels like cheating well, also i mean if really, you're letting another person touch your business i am gonna just i i have to get this out too because <laughs> because it's true that it's like it's a double-edged sword and i don't mean <laughs> well <laughs> but it is because okay. if if that doesn't happen then that might Feel like an insult to the co-star. Yeah, but in this day and age, but if that it would does feel like, happen, that would feel like you're exactly. going to end up on, you know, 
So I would imagine that that kind of pressure that you, <laughs> there's just a lot going on. Well, that's why I feel like you'd have to have a conversation. Okay, look, I'm a man and I have a thing and it has a mind of its own. I just feel like too. Yeah. Because if I'm doing that thing that you have to do, you know, like think about your grandma naked or something like that. Right. Isn't that what you do? You think about my grandma naked? <laughs> <laughs> no, like when you're trying to turn uh, it off. Well, mm-hmm. you don't have to do that. I don't that. have one of no. those things. You so have go, to talk yourself through it. You're talking to a, a, a crowd there are that doesn't times understand. When you have to talk yourself out of things because you're has Stop a mind. Austin Powers said Margaret Thatcher naked on a cold Sunday. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm just saying that if you're doing that, then you're not acting. You're not in the moment, man. Right. Then you're just overcomplicating. And I can hear the director like, just let it out. Just let it go. But then, then you might what, actually what let it go. Yes. Where are we? <laughs> Awkward. Again, that's why we're not Hollywood superstars. Oh, that's the reason. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks for clarifying that. I thought there were so many I mean, others. There but might be a couple other reasons, but this is the one for the purposes of, of this conversation. All of the reasons. My D-bag today is Chris Jenner. Oh, hi. Because something's going to sound real familiar about this. Okay. All right? So you know that Kim and Kanye had their fourth baby. It was a boy. He got a name. What's the name? Psalm. Psalm. P-S-A-L-M. Psalm. Like the... It's actually after the book in the Bible. Well, we kind of had a feeling that it was going to have some sort of biblical, you know, tie. Uh, because Kanye thinks he's Jesus now. So... um. Apparently, Chris Jenner is, quote, opening up about the meaning of the name Psalm. Oh, opening up. That's so nice of really her to just reveal something. Opening up. Now, listen to this. So she was talking to Entertainment Tonight. It's a real good show. Do, 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 do. Chris Jenner said, quote, <clears throat> the inspiration was the book of Psalms in the Bible. Mm, okay. That's a Thanks, shocker. Einstein. Uh I think it's just a wonderful way to celebrate how they feel. What does that sound like? Mm-hmm. Oh, don't worry about it. I've done the investigation. Earlier in the week, after we learned the name Psalm, uh, it turns out we also read an article in, I think it was People Magazine, that cited a source who said, it's a reflection of where Kim and Kanye are spiritually. Does that not sound remarkably close? Oh, so to, you're saying the obvious that mm-hmm. Chris Jenner was... a wonderful way to celebrate how they feel right now. Pimping that same storyline. Therefore, thus, ergo... She's, the, she's calling from inside the house. The call is coming from inside the house. Every time you hear a source cited in any Jenner. tabloid, it's a source close to the Kardashians, it's Chris Jenner. Um, because I also that don't know what any of those same. words mean. Mm. Which one did you need help with? I mean, all of her words. Yeah, I know. What's the point of those words? Mm. It's just a wonderful way to celebrate how they feel. That doesn't mean anything. No. Honestly, none of it does. Um, none of it really just actually. Say we means like anything. that name. It sounded nice. Mm-hmm. No, we needed to be all thoughtful about it. It's nonsense. Sometimes a tree is just a tree. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. Unless it's a jar. Then it's a jar. Uh, when we come back. Oh, we got to get the Cobra gang together. We got another mystery to solve with the Free Britney thing. Okay. It seems like every time we get a story out of the hashtag Free Britney movement, 
uh, there's going to be a mystery to solve. Do, 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 do. We're going to do that after this on My Talk 107.1. We got a mystery to solve on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 107.1, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh, when we have a mystery that needs solving, we like to pull together the Cobra Gang. Whenever there's trouble, we're there on the double with the Cobra Gang. If you've got the crime, we've got the time with the Cobra Gang. So we. I'm Bradley Trainer, and I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I've been following the Free Britney movement uh, since its inception. Uh, the movement basically is stating that Britney Spears has been under a conservatorship for over a decade now and with no signs of it ever kind of coming to a close. And she's not being allowed as a 37 year old woman to make any decisions for herself. And perhaps this conservatorship is a little bit uh, unnecessary, but maybe even a little bit nefarious. Yeah, certainly um, any other 37-year-old, unless they are currently being hospitalized, probably doesn't need to have every major decision, well, not even major, but a lot of minor decisions made for them on a daily basis. Well, there's been a development in the conservatorship. Oh, okay, tell me more. So over the past few days, we've been seeing what seems to us to be a calculated effort on somebody's behalf. Uh, We've been seeing Britney Spears out and about with her boyfriend, Sam Asghari, seemingly to say no it's everything's fine don't worry about it the conservatorship doesn't have her under lock and key maybe it was a little bit of a mm, a little of a diversionary tactic so that we didn't notice that this was going on britney spears father jamie spears who is currently the sole conservator in the conservatorship he used to share that with andrew wallet who uh is an attorney who resigned from the conservatorship uh just I think in February was that 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 happened. In any case, he said in his resignation letter that he was doing this because um, if he did not or if they did not replace him immediately, that there would possibly be harm done to the actor, to the singer. There, There was some interesting wording in his resignation. In any case, Jamie Spears, her father, is now the sole conservator in the conservatorship, and he has filed... Uh, with the courts to extend her conservatorship to be to uh, the following states, Louisiana, Hawaii and Florida. OK, at Weird. present, apparently that conservatorship is only in place in California. What do we make of this? I don't know what to make of it because I don't know enough about conservatorships and how they work. Uh, presumably, she's going to be in those places and they need to be able to expand their reach. I don't know. Okay, but how about this, though? Think about this. At present, it's only uh, it, the conservatorship is only in place in the state of California. Yeah. Where has she spent the majority of the last year? Nevada. In Nevada. Yeah. 
do in Las Vegas doing mm-hmm. her residency. So why would they not have sought for the conservatorship to have been in place in other states when she was spending time in other states? Now looking forward to what plans does she have to be in Florida, know. Louisiana, or Hawaii? Yeah, I don't know. And they don't speculate in the article about not in this one. Um, I know that Holly had read an article that speculated that perhaps it was because you tell. Oh, sure. So TMZ was reporting that one of the reasons that Jamie Spears might be doing this is that these are states that Jamie feels uh, would have members of the free Britney movement who would entice Britney Spears to escape her current conditions and come and. Shack up with them. Okay, now that what? is telling to me too, because that's reported by TMZ. Now, what were what were the three states again? Louisiana, Hawaii, well, and, and who, Florida. Who lives in Louisiana? Her, Her mom. mom. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think this is really interesting, and I think it's interesting that TMZ was the one that reported the the alleged reasoning behind it. Because what does that sound like when you hear? them say that there's like a fear that members of the free Britney movement who are just crazy, right? Just crazy. A bunch of crazy people are going to lure her into those States. Well, that she's not able to make her own decisions. Exactly. That is interesting because Jamie knows what's up and believes there are people out there in social media pulling Mm -hmm. the strings in the free Britney movement who might attempt to wrestle her away. If she leaves California, that, that is just some stuff. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that's just not true. Like, that's lies. So then you got to ask yourself, why? what's the purpose of lying to TMZ or TMZ lying on her behalf? Yeah. Or um, on their behalf. Uh, so, and I don't quite understand all the legalese or like how this all works, but but that letter of intent, it was a letter of intent that was filed with the courts on Tuesday um, to extend this conservatorship to those three states. And again, I would then ask, like, how then was it able to operate when she was living in Nevada? How did that work? And then now, is she, she must be back in California now. So after she, after they shut down the residency, if we timeline this, like, if you think about this, that she shut down the residency allegedly because her dad had this medical scare. And I'm not saying he didn't have the medical scare. I'm just saying that that was what was cited as the cause of the cancellation of all the shows in in uh, Las Vegas. Um, and then she went back to California and was put into this, um, allegedly this mental health rehabilitation program. But now she's in California where the conservatorship holds versus had she stayed, had she been in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. They might not have had the same amount of power. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, I don't know. And I mean, I honestly, I just, I, there's a lack of knowledge when it comes to what her conservative conservatorship actually does. But again, I don't want to take things too seriously when they're coming out of TMZ. Right. Um, they're not the only ones reporting on this particular story. But when it comes to the reasoning, that like that wording just sounds dumb. Right. Our sources say Jamie knows what's up, and he believes there are people out there. like. Like she, some listeners or some follower on Instagram is going to get Britney Spears to move to Hawaii. Yeah. So that they can what? control her. Okay. It's bizarre, right? Yeah. 
and this has been kind of the messaging all along as we've been following this is question everything. We know the fact. The fact is that he did file this letter of intent to have the conservatorship extended. The rest of the, you know, any other information we have is is pure conjecture. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we're getting out of TMZ typically has been sort of seemed to have been fed through the same storyline that he's, you know, that this is all necessary and that Jamie's got it under control. It's fascinating. I, yeah, it's hard to know what's fact or fiction in this particular case. But again, I would happen to believe that anybody in her case, like, I just don't think anybody needs to be in a conservatorship for this long. Mm-hmm. When we come back, think about this, you guys. Who is your cartoon crush? 651-641-1071. Who was your cartoon crush? We're talking cartoon crushes after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm Bonnie Curry, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a seven-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.